You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast. From teenage heartthrob to global superstar, Robbie Williams has had a wild ride. I don't want to ride. Fitzy and Whipper. Robertos. Hello, hello, sexy people. Who's the lovely lady? Ah, Sarah. Hi, Robbie. Hi. <laughs> Sarah. This is the beautiful Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Good morning. Robbie, can you just turn your head to the side a little bit? I just wasn't sure if I noticed a bit of... Oh, there's a mullet. Oh, mullet. That's yeah. beautiful. That looks really, really good. The mullet is so big here in Australia. It's my AFL mullet. Should I, should I, should I grow a moustache for the, the AFL? Yes. <laughs> the moustache and mullet sort of work well together, don't they? It's a combination that you do frequently see in the AFL, Robbie. Well, well, here's the thing. It's like I brought this up, that 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 that... that they're rocking mullets and moustaches yeah. completely unironically too. It's uh, and like with no sense of irony no, about it. It's not a joke. And 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 no, and I mentioned this in an interview and nobody's faces changed like, yeah, we recognize what you're saying. Yeah. They were just like, We don't even understand what you're on about. Well, see, Robbie, I, I remember growing up in, in the 80s with cricketers, the, our favourite cricketers, Dennis Lilly, Rodney Marsh, everyone had moustaches and mullets. And mullets were a big things back back in the 80s and the early 90s as well. Yeah, but they were like shaggy mullets. They were like just, I've got longer hair at the back. These are structured mullets. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that was the 80s, wasn't it? I mm. know, but see, mm. now it is back. I'm so glad you've done it for the AFL Grand Final because I would say around about 60 70% of rugby league players and also uh, AFL players, which you're performing at the AFL Grand Final, these kids just love mullets mm. now. Like I, My really son good. had a mullet that turned into a rat's tail, wow. Robbie. He's nine years of age now. He's only just got rid of it. And he can hotwire a car in three seconds. It's amazing. Well, well, I'm, I'm totally on board. And uh, I shall be applauding my son as he grows his own mullet. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll work on it before I get to the AFL. Maybe there will be a tosh too. <laughs> A Dennis Lilly t- style tosh. Yes. Have you? I mean, Robbie. What in terms of um, sport and AFL? I mean, it's going to be amazing to have you at the grand final. Have you been to the AFL before? I think you mm. have, haven't you? Uh, no, I haven't been to. I've been to the grounds before, yeah, and I've sure. played. I played a bit of footy with uh, people that have played AFL. Yeah. This is what I think about the AFL, right? Yeah. Instantly. Up. There is a lot of sports that bore me to death that I just can't get on board with at all. Instantly, AFL comes on TV, I'd say, in 1989 on Channel 4 Mm -hmm. in the UK. And I'm like, this is a bit of me. And also, what is a Geelong? You know, there was all of these names that were just like wow they do things weird down there anyway this is what i think about afl it hasn't stopped being an entertaining game for me Uh. it hasn't stopped being interesting from beginning to end Uh. and i feel like it's dramatically underserved as a sport it should be like an international game. Yeah, it should be an international game. should be on the tip of everybody's lips. And it should be at least loved and adored mm. as much as rugby league or union mm. is, mm. especially in the UK. And I want to be 
the man that brings the sport yes. to the rest of the world. Wow. Well, well, I'm taking my two sons to the AFL Grand Final, and one of the major reasons is that you're performing, Robbie. But we, we do. It's our number one sport here. We love it so much. The suburban footy's just as good, Robbie, where you can park your car in the ground. You can beep your horn when someone scores a goal. <laughs> Stay seated I, in your car. I used to play for the Port Nalunga Cockle Divers. We used to play against the Norlunga Shoes, the Ranella Wine Flies. We had the Flagstaff Hill Bush Pigs. Okay. So the, That's a the, terrible these name. are some of the best mascots you'll ever see, Robbie Williams. It's it's like what you've just said is completely made up and it actually isn't and that's why I love Australia God and Robbie in a local town that I lived in it was the Port Augusta pink bits are you kidding no the Port Augusta pink bits pink bits yeah Port Augusta pink bits wow you know what that could have been my autobiography (laughs) 25 25 the best pink bits wow (laughs) it's an interesting countdown and a dedicated song for everyone. Does that mean you're not bringing the family with you, Robbie, for this one? Um, uh, no, they they unfortunately won't be um, watching the AFL final, at least not in person. Right. Okay, okay. Oh, Robbie, can, I, can we, I mean, when we talk about big shows that you've done, uh, I mean, let's go back to Nebworth. I've always wanted to know one simple question. If you look at, what did you do, three shows at Nebworth? Yeah, three shows. Three shows. And I'll never forget seeing it for the first time, thinking this is the most Mm. unbelievable thing I've ever seen from an individual on stage with a crowd. Like, I was blown away. And I just kept thinking, what do you do afterwards? Like, did you celebrate on the first night and just continue on, or did you have to wait till the last night to blow the roof off it afterwards? Um, No, not really. I I think there was, like, more things to do, more promo to do, more busy to be. Um, it was, uh, yeah, I, but here's my thoughts and feelings. This is how my mind kind of operates. Mm-hmm. I didn't allow myself to celebrate. I was just like, oh, well, this is the top of the hill yeah. or downhill from here, really. <laughs> so that was basically my thought about the whole thing. Was right. like, oh, wow. Yeah, what I was trying to experience and succeed in, I just did. What happens now? And it's been a slow slow descent, but but, uh, I'm still on the hill. Isn't that true, though, the way they say you're going to have more fun um, you know, on the way up, trying to make money, than you do actually spending it. Because when you get there, it's like, oh, is that it now? What do we do now? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's about the hunt. It's it's called paradise syndrome. I, I, I remember that from the... From the 90s, uh, when uh, Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics was sort of going through his sort of dark periods, yeah. and they mm. called it Paradise Syndrome. You get to the top of the mountain and go, is this it? Let's see. And, uh, and I did, and it was. Um, and that was I, it. I, but... And that and that was it. That was it. That was that was sort of like the end of the ride. God, there's a song in that though, isn't there? Paradise Syndrome. Yeah. There is. Man, there's <laughs> hey, a song. Hey, Robbie, how's the editing going with Better Man? The bio, the the biopic. Is it going okay? Um, we did a lot of shooting down in Melbourne. Yes. Uh, working with uh, you know, an Aussie cast, Aussie crew, Aussie director. Felt at uh, at home. Yes. It's super weird though, you know, because. It's a biopic about your life and you're in a makeup chair and the person next to you is playing your dad and the person next to them is playing your mom. The person next to them is playing your grandma. Yeah. And then on, on a on a sort of mannequin's head 
is Howard Donald from Take That's Wig <laughs> from 1993. And then, no, no joke, was Jason Orange from Take That's Chin, his prosthetic chin awesome. next to me. And I'm just thinking, things cannot get more surreal than this moment. How weird is that? Did you clear that? any of the, of the plot? I mean, I say plot, I know it's your life, but did you have to clear bits with the rest of the boys from Take That? Uh, it was more the pink bits that I had to phone up personally <laughs> and ask if it was okay. And were they happy with how they were being portrayed? Yeah. Uh, no, no. There was, there was, there was lots of tense phone calls and phoning yeah. up people and sending scripts to people mm. and going, "Is this okay?" Yeah. And then, then being upset. And uh-huh. me thinking, oh, I'm trying to read this through your eyes. I don't know what you're upset about. Mm. But, you know, the the problem is with the film, I speak and think in the way that I spoke and thought when I was 17, 18, 19 and 20. Yeah. And how I spoke and thought then was more naive. I was more resentful. Of course. I was mm. more angry, mm. um, you know. But here's the thing. I can't be the only arsehole in this film. (laughs) So when I was ringing people up and going, come on, just allow me to portray you a little bit badly. (laughs) Otherwise, it's just me. And like, I'm not sitting down for 90 minutes to watch me be an arsehole. Come on, man. Support me here. Sarah Sarah does a great uh, entertainment uh, break here. A few weeks ago, she told us a story that you were telling about Barbara Streisand, where you ran into Barbara. Barbara, and you had no idea oh, who yeah. she was, and she thought you was a footballer. I, I it was so funny. So you had no idea. So, so what was the moment again? Can you set it up for everyone? Well, you just, you've just, you've just buried the lead <laughs> and told the story. I mean, that's not you know how I, mean? I told. Wait, I, like, I can cut this out wrong. I mean. Okay, so yeah, those. Oh, let's do that. The moments when you real, you know. Surreal moments in your life, yes. like the most recent one that I, I had, mm. I was on holiday with my wife and kids and then a bunch of friends of my wife joined us and I was being introduced to everybody at the bar and this is Todd and hey Todd, hey, Todd. and this is, uh, this is James and James, hey James, and this is Barbara and I'm like, all right, Bob, pleased to meet you, blah, 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 blah. And then I sit down and I realize that I'm sat opposite Barbara Streisand and she has no idea who I am. And obviously I have every idea of course you do. who she is. And my wife starts talking about this charity soccer match that I'm doing. And she then proceeds to think that I used to play for Manchester United, awesome. which was like, yeah, that'll do, that'll do. Yeah. My, my, my wife was like, no, 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 he's he's a singer. And then she'd look at me, she'd go, she'd go, ah, oh, that's nice. Oh, what an insult. You yeah. would, there would, I would have thought there'd be a greater chance she'd know who you were totally than you'd know who she was. Was she having a no, laugh? No. No, 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 no. She's, you know, she's from, she's a, from a different time yeah. and place. Yeah. And, and yeah. Does yeah. that ever happen with anybody else, Robbie? Um, not that I can think. Oh, what yeah. You? There was this one time where I was, I was with my mom at um, a Osborne's party yeah. one New Year's. Eve. Oh, here we go. And she. She'd gone to the gifting suites. The gifting suites are a big thing. They just opened up and I was like, I don't want any free tat, but my mum loves free tat. <laughs> so I go upstairs 
and I'm sort of waiting for my mum to appear up these stairs so we can leave. Mm -hmm. And my mind kind of just drifts off and I'm in the back of my mind talking to myself. And then this body appears walking up the stairs and I'm like, oh, man, man walking, man, famous man. Oh, <laughs> man, famous man, Chris Rock. Oh, 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 you're staring at Chris oh, Rock sorry. now. Oh, Don't no. stare away because you're in the famous club. And if he knows you, you can't be rude. No, you got so know. just keep staring and, and, and play this one out yeah. and say hello. And by the time I got to that bit, Chris Lowe went, what mother f like that? And like, he's, he, he's, he reared up at me, like I was staring him out and I wanted to fight. I didn't, I just didn't want to appear rude, but in the process of not wanting to appear rude, I appeared rude. Cut to two months later, yeah. I'm at a U2 concert, right? Mm. And Chris Rock is there with John Cusack. Awesome. And John Cusack turns around to me and he waves in my direction. And I'm thinking, I am oh, not no. in the famous club. He's not waving at me. I'm not waving back. <laughs> so then he actually waves again, but oh. this time more hurriedly. And I'm like, nah, mate, no, 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 no. I'm not having this. I know what happened last time with your buddy. No way. Amazing. Third time, he sort of waves and then becomes despondent and gives this pleasing <laughs> look and turns back. And I turn around to see who he was waving to and I was stood next to a wall and he was actually waving was at me you. and I just ignored John Cusack. And now so you look I, like a prick. I, yeah, I just wronged myself in front of Chris Rock and John Cusack. So a message to John Cusack. I'm really, really sorry. Love you, mate. <laughs> that is hilarious. What are you staring that for? That is brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Robbie Williams, we absolutely adore Just you. Brilliant. The brand new album, 25, it is out now, mate. It's so good to see you. We love you, Robbie. We cannot wait to see Thank you for you. the AFL Grand Final. Better Man's coming out as well. It's an, it's an amazing career. It's an amazing life. And uh, we appreciate all the time that we get with you on the show, mate. Thank you. God, God bless you all, and thank you very much. No Thanks, worries. Thanks, Robbie. See you, legend. You're listening to the Fitzy and Whipper podcast.